Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie and we're back. (laughs) Katie, you struggled with your name there for a second. I did. (laughs) It was a bit of a delay. Maybe it's on my side, but it was like... I forgot who I was. There was a glitch in the matrix. I'm not really who I say I am. And Satan is controlling me. There's proof. <laughs> always. Always. It is his month after all. October oh, it is, is right? Yeah. Yeah, October. Um, so before we jump into our episode, I just want to give a couple of shout outs to our newest Patreon members. We have Dustin. I also think she goes by Dusty. Very cute name. Um, Very cute. You're lovely, Dusty. Yes. Thank you for (laughs) joining us. And then also June is a Celestial Kingdom patron. So welcome, June. (laughs) Welcome, June. Also, it's my birth month, so I naturally just love you even more because your name is June. It's such a cute name. Um, yeah, so those are my announcements. I don't know if you have anything. I just have a little small one because it just like warmed my heart. But I just want to give a shout out to my two nieces who listen to the podcast. Oh. Madeline and Abby. Hello. And oh, that's enjoy cute. That and maybe Carmen. I don't know if she listens, but uh, I know for sure those two. So. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> um, other than that, no, I don't think so. We can uh, jump in. Katie, are you ready? Podcast listeners, are you ready? Because we have a really fun episode today. Ready. So excited to introduce for our 99th episode. <laughs> Guys, 99th. We have an incredible special guest. She's returning. It's been a while. I think it's been about a year. Um, let's welcome Elba. Elba. Hola. Hola. How are you? You have no idea how happy I am to be here right now. You have no idea how happy we are that you're here. And I'm sure the listeners are super excited. We've been wanting to have you back for a while. So this is going to be such a fun episode. I hope so. I hope so. I really tried to prepare something very special for you. (gasps) I'm sure it's going to be so lovely. (laughs) But before we even get into the exciting topic, which I'm like, literally can't control myself. um, Elba, tell tell us what what you've been up to. Because listen, you guys, I follow her on Instagram and on social media. And this girl is like killing it every day. She's doing something with like poetry or like pot I don't know if you're doing podcasts but you're doing like online streaming and she's publishing and she's doing art stuff like girl you were killing it like tell us what you've been up to and if there's anything that you want to promote please use our platform (laughs) because I'm sure everyone else wants to to share and and know what you're doing yes of course um well yes I've been very active um, I need to stay active in order to, you know, not go insane. So that <laughs> means that I have to, I've been writing a lot and I've been like finding this um, way of expression in photography. And yeah, so I'm, I'm having fun, even though it's stressful, but I've been giving, you know, poetries. I am having a um, photo exhibition. I'm being part of a photo exhibition here in Berlin and I'm also... Uh, hosting another live session of 
um, Instagram Lives for Women Writer Berlin Lab, but I'll let you all know about that at the end. Yay, please do. It's so exciting, and I'm just always, like, blown away and impressed by everything that you're doing because I can barely manage to get my ass off the couch from watching Netflix or Real Housewives in New York City. I just can't. <laughs> well, uh, I've been watching the, the Kardashians now that we have them here on Netflix. It's been, oh, it's been right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a nice, nice way of spending my, you know, lunchtime. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, my lunchtime. Slash, it's, it's not even like during the day for me. It's like as soon as work is done. You guys, it's so bad. I just go take a bath and I watch I watch Real Housewives of, mm-hmm. of New York City while taking a bath. Like that's totally how I get it. I've come. Totally get it. Yes. I know. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so the episode topic today, which I'm so excited about, and I'm sure most um North Americans and South Americans are obviously very familiar with this. It's part it's huge in, in culture. Um, maybe not so much in Europe. I don't know if it's made it as much here. Do you know, Elba? Is it? Well, in the Mexican community, for sure. Yeah. And I've seen a bit of things here and there. But yeah, no, I think in the U.S. is way more. Yeah. Which you guys are probably listening and being like, okay, bitches, what are you talking about? What's <laughs> big? What is the culture? So I'm not going to try to do it in Spanish because Elba's accent is obviously much better than mine and beautiful and mine's not. But you but sound it, beautiful. Oh, Don't say that. You're so lovely. I love it. Yes. Uh, it's the Day of the Dead or in Espanol, Elba. Dia de los Muertos. Mm, doesn't it just roll off your tongue? It's so beautiful. <laughs> guys, like I just love this topic. Elba. It's like caramel. I love it. <laughs> I know. Okay, so uh, to tell us, I guess maybe you can just start off by saying, like, how was it growing up in Mexico and how was this celebrated? And then we can kind of go into, like, the actual origin because I was ignorant and didn't know a lot of the background or the history of it other than I knew about it growing up. I knew it was a special day and I always associated it in like with Halloween, even though it's not really about that at all. In fact, it isn't. Um, but yeah, so how, how was it with it growing up in, in Mexico? Um, well, I have to say that I had like two different also experiences around this time because uh, I also started doing the whole Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. So dressing up and everything. But um, that happened when I was a bit older. When I was younger, we still had uh, a lot this tradition of getting together, like the entire family, like, for example, your grandparents and aunts and cousins. And, and you know, we have big families. We have huge families. So we all got together um, to eat pan de muerto and to drink uh, hot cocoa and mm. to really like connect with each other and talk about the people who are not with us anymore so we talked about the things that they liked and the food that they ate and we make altars so this um very colorful um yeah altar is that the right yeah Yeah, yes exactly Mm -hmm. altar where you dedicate it to the people that are no longer with you so for example i don't know my grandparents or an aunt or an uncle and then you created the altar for them. So you prepared their favorite food and you had their favorite drinks and you you just told stories about them. So it was really a way of remembering the people that no longer are with us. 
And for me, that was very, very powerful. Like you, I think you see death in a completely different way, you know? Yeah, that's so special and lovely. It's, it's really touching. And I love hearing this from you because especially living in the States, like Sarah mentioned, I think it's been very sadly like appropriated and commercialized and you don't hear about what this actually means. The celebration is actually for that special connection with family. I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's powerful and I'm happy to, to have lived that as a kid and with other kids and with grownups that would tell you about those stories because as a kid, you don't really understand that. Mm-hmm. You you, you, mm-hmm. you don't really know what relationship you have with it, but because we celebrated it each year, it it was less scary. There were always going to be people who would do this about you and you felt like a huge family, the transcendent time. So it was like very, very nice. And so just to clarify for those who don't know, what what is the exact day? The exact day is November 2nd. Okay, exactly. So yes, mm -hmm. but this means because part of the tradition is also um, to go to the graveyard and lit candles in the Mm -hmm. graveyard to because that's where where they come from, you know. So you were there and you visited them and you like yeah, people bring mariachis to the graveyards. I mean, this is a party. This is not a simple thing. This is a party because those people we really loved. So we want to remember them the way that they would have wanted us remembering them. Basically. That's what I think is just like so, as Katie mentioned, it's really beautiful because I think, especially in like, you know, uh, American, North American culture, it's like very much like, oh, a graveyard is spooky. And if you go to a cemetery or a tombstone, it's like always representative of like, ghosts and evil and like spirits that are it's it's never a positive thing it's more mm-hmm. about oh it scares you it frightens you yeah. whereas what you're describing it just sounds beautiful you're going to a place where your ancestors have you know passed away they're buried and you're just having a party and celebrating their life and your family which I think is really amazing yeah, yeah. it is it's nice, but I mean, this is a way that I see it. Of course, there is the scary part of cemeteries. I mean, we're human beings. No one likes the dark and it's like dead people. Of course, there's a creepy side. <laughs> yeah. But on September and November 2nd, it, it has a special meaning. Yes, mm. it does. <laughs> so do you, I'm going to ask you, um, do you celebrate this now that you've moved to Berlin? I mean, I know you can't obviously go to the graveyards in Mexico, but do you have some type of like tradition you do while living abroad? Um, I think the only one, and that is the strongest one, is that I really want to eat pan de muerto. That is this Ooh. special bread that they only make in these days. And oh, I did read about that. It's like sweet bread, right? Yes, it's so oh, sweet. And it has this flavor of like orangey and it's very mm-hmm. fluffy and it has a crust like with sugary crust with cinnamon. Oh, you have no idea. This is probably the best bread that exists. I want to try that. I wonder if I could find a, I'm sure I could maybe like a bakery around, you know, in Phoenix, I think a lot of Definitely. people celebrate it around here. Definitely. There's a great community of 
um, Latin American people. And it's, uh, yeah, I think yes. that'd be fun for me to go for find sure. a local bakery and, and try that. Please do. When you, when you, if you find it, you can post it on Instagram and tag me and I'm going to be, <gasps> oh my God, Katie's about to have quite an experience with it. <laughs> I know. And then Elba and I will be drooling over yeah. here in Berlin <laughs> thinking like, oh, I really wish I had that. <laughs> Although we can get, actually, I already got my dealer for Pan de Muerto, bitch, because of course <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I Wait, love it. Dealer, tell me, share with me. Yeah, totally, totally. But the thing is that she hurt her feet, so we're going to have to wait a bit. But I got you, girl. I got okay, you. Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is um, probably the thing that I really miss, but making an altar is a lot of work. I tried to do that at, at the beginning when I was living in Freiburg. But yeah, it's it's hard to get like the right stuff because it, it has so many elements that it's uh, time consuming if you're doing it alone. And then, mm, I don't know, yeah. rent, you know, it's like another vibe. Yeah, no, that makes totally sense. Um, so before we get into the connection of how the Catholic Church tried to take over this amazing tradition and say like that they everything take over they, everything they take over everything I went down this like rabbit hole of first of all I was like oh I just want to like learn about that the actual origins of like day of the dead and like um like do the history of it and then I want to like see if I can google like what the catholic church's like stance is on it and what they say about it and then I just went into this like rabbit hole of like yeah. all the Catholic stuff that like they've just literally have taken over everything. And I thought the Mormon church was bad. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. they're both so terrible. Yeah. Basically, it's uh-huh. so bad because, again, like another thing, like I always and, and I, th- I think it is because of the influence of the Catholic church and especially in the States when I was growing up and even until like I read this in my head, I was like, oh, this is a, it it stems from a religious practice. I didn't, I did not know Mm -hmm. that it goes back to thousands of years ago with like the Aztec and Toltec and other people Mm -hmm. who like the pre-Hispanic cultures are the ones who celebrated first Dia de los Muertos. Did I do it okay? <laughs> you did um, perfectly. And I had no idea. I always thought like it was, you know, uh, for me, I was like, oh, it's somewhere around Halloween and it's like, you know, close to All Saints Day and it's like a Catholic thing. That's what I thought. And I want to say that that's because of the influence of the Catholic Church that permeates throughout a lot of our culture. Mm-hmm. That I just assumed, like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. It's just, like, yeah, a, it's a Catholic they, tradition. they, like, fucking stole it. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, although, I, I don't know. I would have to say that maybe sometimes it feels like they stole it, but then some other times it felt like they had to adapt. Because people mm-hmm. with, like, the, the um, Aztecs and these people, they didn't really want to leave their own vision of their reality so they were still trying to do constantly their own um, parties and celebrations and of course because this is the only thing that they know Mm -hmm. so they they really try to keep going and I think Dia de los Muertos is one of those things yeah yeah it's like what they did with um you know 
I guess, Easter or Christmas, they took the ancient um, practices or rituals or celebrations of other cultures and then adapted them to fit their Catholic version so that they could get more converts easily and it was more palatable to them. Yeah, It's marketing. It's yeah. marketing, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And another thing that I thought was really interesting, so I... I got my sources from National Geographic, which you know is fucking legit because it's like <laughs> National Geographic. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But like one point, it, it and as you already mentioned, Elba, this idea of altars, like I again thought that that came later from the Catholic traditions because, you know, there's an altar and almost every Christian religion and especially, though, in the Catholic religion, that plays a huge part. Like the altar mm-hmm. is the most sacred part of the the sacrament or the ceremony is having this altar and so I was like oh that must be from the Catholic influence but when I read up about it it wasn't that's not the case at all like it's been around again dating back to um, the Aztecs and every other um, pre-Hispanic culture that's talking about it's not for worshiping it's just as a like as they say meant to welcome spirits back to the realm of the living so it was just a place to have offerings and to welcome them back. It had nothing to do with worshiping. Exactly. It was more like the meeting spot oh, between yeah. us and them, between this world that only this night we could like welcome them back and have them here with us. And, you know, yeah, their spirits would come and visit us. And this is what I mean with when you talk about these people, it kind of feels like they come back, you know, because you're talking about them and everyone's thinking about them. So it really feels like you're just sending, I don't know, maybe I'm going too hard on this, but like you're sharing this also through time with the people that you love. No, I don't think you're going too hard on it at all. I think it's brilliant. And it's like um, honoring their their memory so much that I'm sure it would just feel super special and lovely. Exactly. Yeah. I did want to ask about, sorry, Katie, at any time you can jump in and bother Elba too. I just have Please. like all of these questions <laughs> because yes. I just find this topic so fascinating. And I think it's really, it's just a beautiful thing. Like it's a beautiful cultural um, thing that we, North America, like, you know, Americans were like, think it's something like for us, as Katie said, is like appropriated. And we're like, no, actually, it's not for us white <laughs> Americans. Nope. Um, and it's just it's beautiful to see what the actual background and how it is a representative of family and and like just having a party to celebrate life. Um, but one thing I thought was I was like, OK, so Elba is um, a poet. We all know that she's a writer <laughs> You guys, I struggled with thinking of the noun for poetry. I was like, what is a person <laughs> who writes poetry? Is it exactly She's that? a poet? <laughs> That's the word. Um, so when I was reading it, obviously the skull, which I didn't know this was in Spanish. Elba, do you want to go ahead and, and tell us the translation? Uh, calavera? Yes. Yes. <laughs> which if you studied lit, like my nerdy self did, it's, it's a it's a short story. It's like another word for a short, um, sorry, not a short story, a short poem that's often like quite funny. Which I didn't know that it's that's where it stems from. You guys, yeah. exactly, exactly. And it's it, it's actually it's called calaverita. So it's like little skull. Oh, right? 
Ajá, calaverita. And it's this um, poem that has to rhyme that um, explains in a funny way, always welcoming and always nice, the way that someone passed away. So the way that another person passed through this gate um, to, to, you know, the other side. So it was like you would say something funny about that person and how they would pass away in a rhyme. And it's a nice thing. I know it sounds very weird, <laughs> but it's like something that you did as a, as a um, how do you say, homework, for example. Like write oh, a calaverita for who, yeah, it's for someone you like. And then you, you meet the rhymes and uh, you rhyme about, I don't know, um, presidents and famous people or history people. So, yeah, it's it's like quite a thing. And it's fun. Oh, that's so fun. Because I did know, obviously, again, like, if anyone's watched the Disney Pixar movie, what is it called? Now I'm Coco. forgetting. Coco. Coco, yes. Of course, you have, like every stereotype there but also the music I am not gonna lie I'm obsessed with that soundtrack and um I can go into my tangent later because the actor who does the voice is someone that I was like obsessed with for a really long time and I still think he's like the most attractive man oh uh Gael of course yeah and he's from Mexico they're from the same city Oh my God, I'm obsessed (laughs) with him. As soon as I watched him in the Motorcycle Diaries, I was like, done, done. Uh, I feel you, I feel you. Oh, Katie, I don't know if you know who we're talking about, but if you don't. I have no idea. Oh, (laughs) you need to Google him. I find Mm -hmm. him, he's he's a bit short, but Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that because he's just beautiful. And not the shortness, I mean, height doesn't matter anyways. But, you know, for some people it's a big deal. But for me, I'm like, no, I love you. Very good actor, very good actor. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, anyways, before I got on my tangent, um, the Disney Pixar movie, Coco, mm-hmm. it has a, like, it's very colorful and beautiful, but it does focus on the skulls and, like, painting the face. And can, maybe, do you know, like? Well, um, I, I watched it. I have to say that they did a very good job. They like did. A very okay, very good job. Um, even though it hurts me, of course, because there is a bit of, I don't know, making it um, a cartoon. Yeah. You know, this, this whole thing. It's like you have this mountain and then you want to present something very small in two hours. And it's like, it looks like a very nice mount. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, but it took a lot of the main things and elements that we could in our generation to recognize Mm -hmm. so so it was very well done I I have to say Mm -hmm. I yeah I mean I of course I couldn't I thought it I loved it I was obsessed with it but I was like I'm not Mexican so I can't be like that that really did a good job of like that was a great representation because I no idea (laughs) but it it, like the values maybe you can say yeah it's it's over there yes but I guess I wanted to ask too, like, is so if that is a good representation, is it a thing that you would paint your face on November second and as a skull? Well, it that is more of a new um, thing, and by new, I mean probably after the revolution, maybe like around the fifties. Mm-hmm. I want to say that people started painting the the faces. 
probably. Okay. So it's not like a Halloween thing, or maybe it was something that, I don't know, permeated between one culture and another, but long time ago, I would say. Yeah. I did, since we're on the topic of like the sugar skulls and the face painting, I have just one little quote I wanted to share with you guys that yes. I liked that I found. It was by um, the journalist Tracy Lopez uh, in an article for Latina ish. She says, I just love this so much. She said, When you want to celebrate the Day of the Dead, a question to ask yourself is what your intentions are when it comes to your interest in the holiday. Are you painting your face as a sugar school because it'll look super cool and get you plenty of likes on Instagram? Then strongly reconsider your actions. These traditions are not just for fun or to bring yourself attention on social media. They are sacred and you should respect that. If you're the Donald Trump type who would eat a taco and declare you love Mexicans while supporting the deportation of the people who made the taco for you, then don't even think about celebrating the holiday. Oh, my drop. Well, that's so good. <laughs> that is so good. And it, it hurt a bit because I'm not going to lie. I have to I have to confess this. And I was going to do it before you read that quote because I felt so guilty after do well, I felt you know guilty years ago, but even more so after reading this. And I was like, I have to confess to Elba. <laughs> I was that basic white bitch who did the the skull painting for Halloween. I don't I don't think that this is something that um, we should see as something bad because back then there was really no way that you would have known anyway. I mean, there was no one explaining these things. And I, I totally understand why we all happen through this situation. Right. But right now in 2020, you guys are giving platform to these stories. So that I think that's something very Aww. valuable. And I thank you. And also reading that quote is amazing. Thank you, Katie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, do not worry at all. Oh, thank you for reassuring and- the white privileged girls. At least, Sarah, you're like acknowledging that you did that. And like, I've, I think I've painted one on a pumpkin before, like not like really respecting where it came from, just like taking it for myself. And at least we can look back on that and be like, oh, shit. We're not going to do that again. And let's tell other people not no. to do it and to respect and honor this instead of just being like, I didn't do anything wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, oh, Elba, I'm just so happy you're on here. You guys, I wish you could meet Elba in person. <laughs> She's just so great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to go through and like, because there's so many things I find fascinating. Ooh, another one that I didn't know about um, and I'm probably mispronouncing it, but atole. Atole. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you tell us about that more? Atole is a drink that is made of corn. Um, oh. so it's like a, this heavy, thick drink, and we drink it especially when it's cold. So around this, from this date until probably February, and um, yeah, it's something that you eat like warm. And it's mm-hmm. mostly sweet, so you can have like chocolate, strawberry, guayaba, different flavors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, no, it's gorgeous. It's it's wonderful. Oh yeah. my god! When I read that, I was like, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. Mm, yummy. Yeah, food um, is always a very important part. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing is that. <laughs> I was going through and I was like, everything's so fascinating. And then when I got to the food section, I was like, oh, my (laughs) God. I want all of this in my mouth 
right now. Oh, you have and, no idea. Uh, Katie, do you have any questions? I feel bad. I'm like over. Oh no, I'm just over here. I'm just over here listening and enjoying. Um, Elba, what do you do in um in Berlin to celebrate the Day of the Dead? Do you have you know a feast like yourself, or do you gather with people around in Berlin, or do you have anything special you do um, other than eat the yummy bread? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Besides eat. the bread, besides <laughs> the bread, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I haven't really done a lot lately. Last year I had a new job and it wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I mean, it changes. But once I went to see the altar in the embassy of Mexico here, because they oh, make gorgeous, cool. huge altars, and that's something that I kind of miss. Uh, yeah. watching because you went to this, I don't know, government places or a big store or whatever, and you saw this huge altar. So it was wow. like a sort of an impressive thing to see. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. But that's that's really it. I haven't been able to celebrate as much because I feel like it's very connected for me with my family and being around a lot of people. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's different now. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. I think that would make sense because it is all about like celebrating your family and I guess like this is a one holiday in part of a culture that it's very um centered around proximity like mm-hmm. you go to the cemetery you you know are surrounded by all of your loved ones and family members and if you're abroad it's kind of difficult to celebrate right. that yeah not the same thing even though I, I still it's my favorite holiday it's my oh. favorite holiday oh. Yeah, no, I love it. It's it's great because it has, for me, it still connects me with this Aztec art, right? Uh-huh. Which is is so ancient and has a different type of wisdom and a different way of looking at the world. So I, I for me, it's very powerful because it's like knowledge being passed on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this type of strong connection. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's funny, um, we were, we, you know, we had this planned out, we were, I was so excited to get on this call with you guys and record, and I saw on social media, I think it was just two days ago, someone had posted a picture of this big display at Walmart, and they had just this huge um, shelf filled with wax warmers, you know how you put like the candle and they were all sugar skulls and I just felt (laughs) sick and I was like whoa this is like what we're just we're gonna talk about but it made me feel like icky because it was Walmart taking that special thing Uh, and making it into a very commercialized um just little product that you melt your wax in for these basic white bitches you know and I'm like no but it really did resonate with me and I was like oh I've got to talk to Elba about this it made me so mad (laughs) I know but But I mean I think that quote that you said too Katie like it really struck a chord because especially in the south where I'm from where we have a lot of immigrants around that area and it's just I mean it's it's gotten I say better but I'm doing air quotes it's not as racist down there, but there's still, I mean, the, the comments that people make are horrendous against, like, the Hispanic immigrants that are in that area. And 
And also, but then they'll also be the same ones to be like, oh my God, I love Taco Tuesday and, you know, Cinco de Mayo. Sorry. Yeah, they just cherry pick what they want from the culture, take it for themselves, and then shit on the rest, and it's terrible. It's horrible. And then they'll be like, oh, I mean, there's so many Mexican restaurants where I'm from, and every white person is obsessed with them. Like, they love Mexican restaurants, they love Mexican food the culture but then they vote for a president who wants to put a wall up and who literally there are still missing children from whenever they separated them trying Mm -hmm. to you know detain them and do these horrible things and they vote for that and they support that yet they still reap uh, or reap all the benefits of this beautiful culture like for me that's just something that I I, I, as a white person, am annoyed. Elba, I'm sure you're like, uh, I want to punch everyone in the face. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's terrible. Ugh. Definitely. Anyway, before we get into the gross religious side of it, I'm just kidding. We have listeners who are still like Christian. And sometimes I forget because I'm like, eh, religion. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, when it does icky things, we got to call it out, right? Like this, like the Catholic Church trying to take over this beautiful Dia de los Muertos. Am I getting closer? I haven't spoken Spanish. You're getting sexier. But I love it. I've been reading in Spanish recently, Elba. You'd be proud. What? Very basic. I love it. I know. It's my favorite language. I think it's so beautiful. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry, I'm gushing over Spanish language. <laughs> um, so I went on to, I don't know if it's the actual Catholic Church, but it's called Catholic.org. I, I don't know if it's the actual, actual like, Catholic Church, but it's some type of, like, affiliation mm-hmm. <laughs> with the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. And I just found it funny that they they go into it and they're saying, like, oh, you know, the tradition has spread into North America, blah, blah, blah. But they don't even talk about, like, where it actually originates from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just say it's, like, the holiday blends with celebrations about, you know, across several nations and cultures. The holiday itself has multiple traditional origins, chiefly Catholic. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. No! Yeah. Yeah. And it says Catholics believe that the deceased do not always enter directly into heaven or hell upon their death, but instead may enter into purgatory, a sort of holding space where they are cleansed of their sins before they can enter heaven. People who die in a state of mortal sin go directly to hell by virtue of their choice, while those who die without sin may go directly to heaven. Purgatory is for those who have died in a state of sin, but not moral sin. These people must wait in purgatory until they are cleansed of their sins by the prayers of the faithful on earth. Mm-hmm. Day of the Dead is an occasion to offer those prayers. Bullshit! Bullshit. Yeah! Yes, Elba, yes! Bullshit! <laughs> That's not it. I am going to tell you what it is. Yes, please tell us what okay. it is. All right. I hope you're ready because this goes all the way back to the way that the Mexica culture, so the Aztecs, mm-hmm. saw the entire cosmos. So we have to be in a completely different set of mind, which is the ones that they have, to okay. understand everything around them and reality as they knew it. So um, they 
of course, thought that there was something after you die, after you die here in this, like, world, we can say. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also, like, a soul that goes into, that lives on after you left this body. So, mm-hmm. but what happened with this soul did not depend on what you did as when you were living as in the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church says that your soul goes either to death, to hell or purgatory or heaven, depending on what you did on this life. But for the Aztecs, the way that you your soul went or the path that they took depended on how you died. Mm. So this changes completely. And um, depending on your death, it depended on which of four different places you could go. The first one was the, um, let me see my notes. It's, <laughs> I'm a nerd. It's called Tlalocan. Oh. Tlalocan. And this place was the souls that were, this like this is like the paradise of the god Tlaloc. And the god Tlaloc is the god of the water or related to water and wind and this type of situation. So if you died drowned or if you died hit by a lightning or a specific disease or sickness that they saw related to water or or air, like gout or things like this, Mm -hmm. they went to this specific heaven. That was for Tlaloca. Okay. That was one. The other one was called Omeyocan. And this could be the closest to the idea that we have of heaven, but it's not quite like that. This was a place that was full of party and drinking and dancing and everyone was having a good time and you would want to be there because that's where where all the best people were. And only if you were a warrior and you died in the field, like in the middle of the war, you went there. Or or if you were a woman and you died giving birth. Oh, Oh, my God. That's (gasps) the Aztecs were on top of the shit of feminism. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) So this meant that um, you would have like permanent joy and uh, all of these things that only here you would live. But Mm -hmm. you would only be there for four years. And after that, you would came back to this um, world as a very colorful, colorful and beautiful bird. Whoa! Wow! I just got little like goosebumps. That Me just too. seems so cool, and I I yeah. love the detail that I had never would have known. If you no, know. never. <laughs> so beautiful. And then we have two more um, like after death destinations. <laughs> Ooh, the, tell us. The other one is called Miklan, and this um, was like the regular place where everywhere everyone went. So mm-hmm. if you did not die as a warrior or giving birth, um, or by Tlaloc, you went to Miklan, and this was a dark place. This was a place like that you got there and you couldn't get out of, and also it was very hard to get there, but like you had to be there. So what they thought happened, it was that you walked around meeting different gods and passing through different situations that they were very hard to get out of. 
So when you died, when people died and they buried them, they buried them with the things that they thought would be useful for them in their journey to make oh. land. Oh. So when they were, um, when yeah, because we found, like archaeologists have found these tombs where people, when they had, you know, these um, skulls, little skulls, for example, or music instruments or cotton or rugs, ah, yes. sculptures of the gods and things like this, it was because they would need them through their journey to Miklan. Wow. And, and it would be useful for them. And another important part here is that there's a dog that only grows, a breed of a dog that only grows in, in this part of Mexico that it's called, um, I don't remember, but it's this dog that they had them. And because this dog was the one that was going to help them through this path to find actually Mictlan, the puppy was supposed to take you there they were also buried with a dog. Oh, so it was common for oh them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, they wouldn't, they, would they kill the dog? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys, I don't know. <laughs> but wait, do you remember Coco? About. <laughs> do you remember Coco? Yeah. 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 Okay, and, and they have this dog. The dog is <gasps> the one that goes with him. You guys, I'm going to cry. Yes. <laughs> true yes, yes this is where it comes from oh it's, oh man it's like yeah. it's sweet and tender but then yes. I'm also like the duck <laughs> they represented beautifully though they're right right they're so respectful and yes yes and um yeah so this thing of you know saying goodbye of the dead with the thing that you would put in an altar because this is the element that I think we get right now from our altars. Because when you create the altar, you put there the things that the person person who died loved. So okay. if you have, I don't know, their, their favorite kind of food or uh, this lighter that they always used or their glasses or things like this, you put it uh -huh. there. Uh -huh. And I think this is also related to this part of when you say goodbye, you need these things for your journey that you're about to go. So I think it's also related there. That's really sweet and special. Mm -hmm. It's really Again, nice. Again, I would have never known any of this. No, me neither. Not <laughs> even close. No. Even with Google. Come on, let's be honest. I wouldn't even know where to search or what to do. So thank you, Alba. No, of course. I love it. And this is a subject that has fascinated me. Sadly, after I left Mexico, after I left Mexico, I felt like, oh, I miss home. Let's read a little bit of like what it was. And then I got super obsessed with Aztec culture that you have no idea. So I'm, oh. I'm very happy to to talk about this subject because I feel, I feel it's a fascinating way of looking at reality. Like you have I no idea how they felt. Yeah. Please, if you have any sources that you want to share on Aztec culture, I find it so fascinating even as a kid I still remember like I mean I'm sure it wasn't factually as accurate or politically correct because it was like the encyclopedias back in the day mm -hmm. but I remember reading up on it and I was just like so fascinated by the Aztec culture and I slightly remember this whole concept of um, if you died as a warrior that you would go into this like party mm -hmm. heaven, which I, if you know, if Mormons believed in this type of heaven, I'd be down for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that heaven <laughs> in martyrdom. <laughs> For real. But yeah, if you have any um, like particular favorite books or sources that you want us to you want to share with us, that'd be great because I would yeah. definitely be interested. Even if it's in Spanish, I'll struggle my way through. <laughs> oh, in Spanish, I have a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, sure. I can, yeah, maybe I can um, share something in English. Maybe I can share it on Instagram so that. Yeah, of course. And then we can link it. And and sorry, it has to be in English for me because I um, cannot speak it. No, no, it's it's, it's good. (laughs) No worries. There's a lot in English as well because a lot of there are a lot of um, universities, for example, from uh, Arizona and Texas Uh that are actually studying a lot about this. So there's a lot of very good content also in English. Lovely, lovely. I did just want to say, too, one last thing. When I was, you know, the the excerpt I read for you guys from Catholic Online, (laughs) how it talks about Finally, four paragraphs in, it finally says, many Mexicans also trace their celebrations back to ancient Mesoamerican cultures. The Aztec in particular would celebrate their dead for the entire month of August. And that's it. That's all they mentioned. <laughs> yeah, that's else is a Catholic. They invented it, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Catholic Church. Exactly. Nothing more. Oh. Yeah, no, it's not like that. I, I feel like this Day of the Dead, yeah, it was celebrated on a, on a different month. And I think the Catholic actually, the Catholic Church tried to push it to this day. Because it has to be related with the uh, Day of All Saints. Yeah. I think it's just like a cheap justification. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Um, I was going to ask you, Elba, is there, do you think there's a way for people who don't have any, like, connection with Mexican culture or heritage, is there a way for them to appreciate or honor this holiday? Or is that... I just don't know. I don't want to cross the line of like, you know, the difference between cultural appreciation and a cultural appropriation. It's like, is it even white people's place to take part in this at all in any type of small way? Or is that best left to the people who have the heritage in the Mexican culture? Well, I would um, I would phrase the question how much interest do you have in this because Uh it's exactly right like a very good difference between the selfie on Instagram and the real you know meaning of things um think of it if, if you think of this as a way of understanding a different point of view Uh and learning from it I would say that it's the right way to go and not only with the Mexican culture but with every culture you know to try to understand their point of view but like the real one not like the I am basing my thoughts in um, stereotypes for example but mm-hmm. understanding that we are all people going through a lot of things and have different points of view mm-hmm. then with this open mind of trying to understanding the other yes I would Love. say that that's good yes But if it's only for personal situations, trying to, I don't know, yeah, say something that you're not really, um, I wouldn't see much of a point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not respectful, right? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. And I think also, too, like, I mean, 
sorry, I don't have an opinion on this. <laughs> I don't get to have that. Um, but more in the sense of, uh, like, instead of maybe, as you suggested, like, having, um, if you have a real deep appreciation and you've put in a lot of effort to understand and to research and to really love the the idea behind it maybe it's okay and again Elba step in at any time if you're like no white bitch that's not correct um <laughs> if if you like were invited to a celebration from someone who is Mexican um who has this tie and connection with the culture would that then be okay to like go to that party versus a white person being like I'm gonna throw a no. celebration and everyone dress up and you know face. Oh. oh no. Um, no, no, exactly. no. Definitely. I mean if if you for example have a Mexican friend and they're inviting you to their Mexican um Dia and, de los Muertos Elba. Go. <laughs> Hey? Sorry, I, <laughs> I, I would invite Elba, you, yeah. like if I have a Mexican friend who invited yeah. me to I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually thinking of creating my own pan de muerto. So yeah, that might happen. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, sorry, yeah. I interrupted yeah. you. No, no, no. Um, yeah, if you have a Mexican friend who's inviting you, go for it. I mean, totally. This means that you are going to see a, a very beautiful festivity, I would okay. say. So, definitely, I mean, if you're interested in it, it's cool. Yeah, why not? Awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was about the... Um, the place like where it comes from of this deep connection to death and life and our portal through these two places. Wow. Anything else that you want to share with us? Um, no, I don't know if, if that brought you more questions or. I mean, again, I feel like I could have like 20 episodes yeah. with you on because <laughs> I, I always have tons of questions, but maybe Maybe we leave it for another episode if you're keen on joining us for Definitely. another one. Um, but I thought maybe it'd be nice to, um, if I asked you this question yes. as a closing question, mm -hmm. what would you put on your altar, Elba? On my own altar as a dead person? Yeah. Oh my God, this is the best question in the world. Okay, so... <laughs> It would, okay, so the traditional altars mm -hmm. uh, have seven, um, like, steps. Because one, each of these steps represents a path. One of these um, steps that they have to take to the path of the Miklan. Mm -hmm. All right. So at the bottom, you need to have a cross of made of salt. Ooh. And I assume that this comes from the Catholic Church, of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I assume. Or this could also be of, um, there's special flower that grows in this time. It has a special smell. And also this time is very linked to this smell of the Flor de Sempasuchi. And it's a yellow one. And a very um, strong type of yellow, very shiny. It's supposed to represent like the sun and to help you guide you through the path and through the journey that you take. Um, and then it has candles and it has your favorite food. So I would like a very traditional one. I can say that right now with a lot of colors, a lot of purple, 
lot of flowers. Of Purple is definitely your color. Exactly. Um, I would like a few plants here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, cigarettes. Why? Uh, uh, I, I really like to smoke. All right. Yeah, I don't smoke because my body doesn't allow it anymore, but I really like the whole thing about smoking. All right. I love it. It's your altar, girl. You do what yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Jägermeister. Oh, <laughs> of course. Um, tacos al pastor. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes. Um. And a few more X-rated things that neither <laughs> Natalie or Abby should listen to. <laughs> oh, I think they'd love it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be it. Amazing. Aww, that sounds like the perfect altar. Yeah. What, what a great altar and what a great question, Sarah. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> question. I would also add a DJ playing techno. Uh-huh. Right next to it. <laughs> It'd be like you would forget if you're in Berlin. Like your altar <laughs> would represent a little bit of Berlin, I'd have to say. Totally. Totally. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for being on our episode. It's always a pleasure. It's always so educational yeah. and lovely. And we just love you, Elba. And I know our listeners do too. Yes. I love you so much, girl. Thank you so, so much. Um, I'm super excited. Thank you for giving me the space. Um, and yeah, I think I can, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you're going to be able to access a special photo exhibition mm-hmm. that I'm taking part of with another 15 um, photographers, women photographers. Lovely. Um, yeah, so... Next week is going to be the vernissage, like they say, they like to say it in, in Berlin, the vernissage, the first party that they have of the opening. So it's going to be online. Everyone can join. Yes, yes. please send us the info and uh, we can include it uh, in the notes, but also just in our stories for people. Yeah, I'll definitely link just even like your Instagram account in the show notes so people can find you and support you. Yeah. Yes, of course. Thank awesome. you. And thank you so much. Of course, and anytime you want to use this space to talk about anything that you want, I mean, you already have your amazing following in your own platforms, but if you ever just want to come on the show again, we're always happy and you don't have to wait for us to ask, just ask and and have us on or have have us on that doesn't even make sense. I can have a song. I can have a song. Have a song. Have a song. Have a song. Um, but either way, what I'm trying to say is we just love having you on the show and we can't wait to talk to you again. Yes. Yes. You'll definitely see me, hear me again. Yay. Okay. That's it, everyone. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye. Bye.